0: Hey there, Perfectly Panicked family. I'm so glad you're here for this episode. We are getting down and dirty in all things clean beauty. I'm gonna cover so many of your burning questions and I hope that you find it enlightening, informative, and empowering. We're gonna talk about what does clean beauty even mean? What is the clean beauty movement and why you should care? Why you're hesitating about getting informed? what is greenwashing what can companies legally do and say in the united states and in other countries who's trying to pull the wool over your eyes versus advocate hard to protect your health what are the 10 most toxic ingredients that you should avoid at all costs where to even start in terms of doing a clean beauty inventory in your cabinets and your drawers And what are the 10 most essential products to clean swap out of your routine now? All right, if you're ready, buckle up and let's dive in. Hey there, welcome to Perfectly Panicked, a wellness podcast. I'm Wendy tamis Robbins, your host and guide, and I know that if you're listening, you are here for a reason. You're ready to start building your best life. We're going to cover all dimensions of well-being so you can become fully integrated, firing on all cylinders, and stepping into the life that's waiting for you, feeling more confident, clear, and calm than ever before. I'm not a doctor, psychiatrist, or licensed clinician, so if you have a mental or physical condition that requires medical care, please seek professional help. Let's get started. Hi everyone. Welcome to episode 28. This is the fourth in the body reboot series. We started with episode 25. It was love your body again, how to reclaim, reconnect and re-embody. Episode 26 was about reframing your fear of food and feeding ourselves with love. And then episode 27 was about moving your body with love, the profound effects of exercise on your mind and body. And today we're going to start talking about clean beauty. This is such an important topic. Hey everyone, welcome back. So, I know that a lot of you listen to this podcast while you're walking or you're biking or you're commuting. So I don't want you to have to sit here and take notes. I am going to have a clean beauty checklist for you, a PDF to download right in the show notes. And I will also link it to my social media when I post about this episode. So you don't have to worry about memorizing or jotting this stuff down uh, while you're otherwise busy. So I've got you covered there. It's gonna have the answers to a lot of those questions that you just heard at the beginning of this episode. So let's start with, let's just start at the top, right? What is clean beauty? Is it washing your makeup off at the end of the night before bed? Is it cleaning your makeup brushes and your beauty blender? Yes and yes. But after being diagnosed with colon cancer, at the age of 50 with really no risk factors, I knew that I had to take a closer look at what I was putting in and on my body in terms of toxins that could contribute to cancer. And honestly, I had heard about potential cancers in our skincare and makeup products sort of in the background for years. And I think it started with the stories about parabens for me. So I really had to ask myself, why are you hesitating? Why are you not doing a complete audit of what you are putting on your body every single day? And it was really a couple of reasons, so maybe you can relate to these. First, because I thought it will never happen to me. I'm a really clean eater, I exercise, um I don't have anyone in the family with cancers and you know, I wanted to look my best and worry later. And so I ignorantly thought, you know, how can my brow liner be getting into my system? How could that be harming me? Well, our skin is the biggest organ we have. So it is vital that we know exactly what we are absorbing into our system through it. So, yes, your brow pencil, your blush, your shampoo, your moisturizer, everything that's touching your skin is seeping into your system on some level and should not be toxic. But I believed that I was very healthy and doing everything I could to keep myself that way, when in fact, it wasn't entirely true. And the second reason is, honestly, it gave me anxiety. Why? Because my makeup was my mask. A part of my armor that I went out into the world with to look perfect or as perfect as I thought I could and to hide all of my insecurities, my anxieties, my fears, hide all of that behind this mask, I was afraid to compromise that. I thought that changing the way that I used makeup or maybe it meant I couldn't use makeup at all, it would expose me to this scary, judgmental, competitive world. And if I had to give that up and switch to, quote unquote, organic or clean beauty or whatever that meant which was, you know, a complete unknown for me at the time, that whatever that meant, I just pictured this awful, compromised, feeling unsafe world that was really just some weird catastrophizing that was happening in my head that just wasn't true. And let's be honest, Finding the right shade and texture of foundation, concealer, lip liner, what easy, is not easy or cheap, so it's hard to begin with, never mind having to throw your favorites in the garbage and start all over again. So that's why I'm here today, because in part, I waited to do do this episode because I wanted to really spend some time in this space and expose myself to a lot of different companies, a lot of different products, and be able to bring you my favorites in other places that I haven't even dove into that you can do on your own. But I didn't want to just sort of leave you hanging. I wanted to bring you really quality recommendations so that it didn't seem like an insurmountable task or mountain that you had to climb after you listened to this. So let's talk about what clean beauty actually is what the movement looks like, and then we'll dive into some of those other questions. So clean beauty is a movement. It has no legal, official, or regulated definition or requirements, which is really good to know as a starting point. A lot of brands, watchdogs, and companies have taken it upon themselves to define clean beauty according to their own agendas. So at its core, clean beauty means that you can use a product without risking your own health. That's it. The ingredients list has to be transparent, it has to be on the label, and it must contain only safe, clean ingredients. They have to be free from hormone disruptors, irritants, allergens, and carcinogens. And like I just said, they have to have transparent labeling. When a beauty brand makes an effort to list all of its ingredients and label them accordingly, it's really on the right path to clean beauty. But a lot of brands are not that transparent. And we'll get into that in a second. So clean beauty also, this you know that's what clean beauty is. Clean beauty is not necessarily 100% about being perfect all of the time. This means that yes, man-made ingredients are clean as long as they're safe and non-toxic. It also means that clean beauty doesn't have to be all natural because there are heavy metals and allergens in some natural products. It doesn't have to be preservative free all of the time because there are non-toxic preservatives that are important to keeping bacteria out out of your products. So there are sort of things like that that really take a little bit of digging so that we really understand what we're dealing with here. And the labels are not confusing us. People will use things like all natural or preservative free to lure you in. So we just have to remember to be our own advocates and be well informed. Essentially, clean beauty is synonymous with non-toxic beauty. So here's the actual definition. This is from 2023. Clean beauty refers to beauty and personal care products that are safe, non-toxic, and have transparent labeling of ingredients, period. The clean beauty movement embraces both natural and man-made ingredients, putting the focus on safety over source. Not all natural ingredients are safe, and not all synthetic ingredients are unsafe. So a good example of non-transparent labeling is misleading the consumer based on packaging. So when answering that question around what companies can legally do, they can falsely label their products with buzzwords like, quote unquote, natural in order to capture the conscious consumer's attention. This is called greenwashing. So here are some claims to be really cautious of. When you see words like organic, all-natural, hypoallergenic, non-harmful chemicals, and cruelty-free. So imagine strolling down the aisle in Sephora with one goal in mind. So your eyes land on this pure, beautiful white jar with emerald green lettering and maybe a little, I don't know, a little fern leaf or something. And the words say all natural ingredients. They just jump right off of the packaging and you are completely sold. Your heart is singing. You can feel your face glowing already. And you're doing this all without checking the ingredients because this product is clearly labeled natural. So why bother, right? You feel really confident that you found exactly what you're looking for. Well, when you get home and you plug your product into some app like Think Dirty, and I'll list more of them in just a few minutes, you find that this so-called natural cream contains allergens, irritants, hormone disruptors, and carcinogens. So what you've just experienced is greenwashing. Greenwashing occurs when a company uses advertising and marketing to convey the false message that their product is good for you and the environment. And a lot of companies want to appeal to conscious consumers who care about their health and sustainability. So rather than implement practices to make healthier and environmentally friendly products, companies resort to greenwashing their products to capture consumers' attention without delivering on their promise. So how is greenwashing even legal, you're probably asking? Well, the Food and Drug Administration doesn't regulate or even have standard definition for most of the claims used on beauty products. Companies have full creative control about what they consider to be organic, natural, sustainably sourced, etc., and can easily get away with using labels that mislead consumers because certain claims just aren't regulated. So let's look at regulation for a minute. The U.S.'s Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has banned or restricted 11 chemicals from cosmetics and hasn't reviewed this list since 1938. Now, you may be thinking that 11 chemicals is a lot, but in contrast, Health Canada, the federal department responsible for keeping Canadians healthy and safe, regularly updates its cosmetic ingredient hot list that includes hundreds of chemicals and contaminants prohibited and restricted from use, like formaldehyde, selenium, and 4-dioxide, all of which cause cancer and all of which are allowed in the United States. They also require that all ingredients be disclosed on the packaging, and the U.S. does not. The European Union, its cosmetics directive was adopted in 2003 and revised in 2013, and it bans 1,694 chemicals that are known or suspected to cause cancer, birth defects. And so a part of this industry has really taken off as a result of people getting informed about the dangers that this lack of regulation really poses to all of us. So there are independent companies that have even stricter standards. Credo's Clean Standards Foundation has created the Dirty List, which is a list of ingredients that are linked to health and environmental issues. And this list is on their website. So you can shop on Credo's website or in their stores for Credo products or their partner's products, which are all all listed on their website as well. You can shop for skincare, makeup, bath and body fragrances, etc. So Credo also has a list of the 10 most essential products to clean swap out of your routine. Starting at the top, number one is cleanser, number two is serum, number three, your moisturizer, number four, your SPF, number five, deodorant, six, mascara, seven, lipstick, eight, foundation, nine, fragrance, and ten is body lotion. The clean beauty market is forecast to expand to $15 billion by 2028. So this clearly has grown beyond what started as just a luxury and what was rooted really in independent brands to now taking over the shelves and the spotlight of mass market retailers like Amazon, Target, and Sephora. In large part, this is because they have been allowed to make their own rules for clean beauty, like we just talked about, their own claims and their advertising, preying on younger and more conscious consumers' desire to purchase from companies that align with their own values, like sustainable, non-toxic, ethically made, cruelty-free, and even vegan. So this space can be really tricky, and it was even tricky for me to just do research and figure out exactly what I was going to talk about in this short you know, space that we have here because there's so much. The more you dig, the deeper you go, obviously, but there is a lot. And I really encourage you to do your own research and be your own advocate, of course. So let's talk about where some of these greenwashing claims have ended up because Sephora and Target are just two of the re- retailers that are facing lawsuits in a swell of new litigation alleging that consumers have been misled. Originally introduced in 2018, Clean at Sephora is an initiative within Sephora locations and online that labels certain products free of harmful ingredients. And it has this green seal that reads Clean at Sephora. So it's telling customers that they can be confident that anything marked with that is of the highest quality. According to Sephora's website, Quote, clean at Sephora is a curation of the very best in clean. So a class action lawsuit was filed in 2022, alleging that the ingredients in its clean products don't match up with what consumer expectations are, claiming that the average consumer's understanding of clean beauty products aligns with the dictionary's definition of clean, which reads free from impurities or unnecessary and harmful components and pure Therefore, in the context of beauty, this should mean that the products are free of harmful or synthetic ingredients. But the plaintiff found that, quote, a significant percentage of products with the Clean at Sephora seal contain ingredients inconsistent with how consumers understand the term. There's another lawsuit against Target outstanding alleging that some of the retailers' Clean products contain potentially toxic chemicals that it says are banned from the line, such as bronzer that allegedly contains propyl parabens. It took me a second to be able to read that. So these lawsuits really bring to light the issue with greenwashing that continues to infiltrate this industry and demonstrates this growing propensity among consumers to challenge these clean beauty claims. So the takeaways here are, one, we need better guidance and regulation from the FDA as the entire industry really transitions into a cleaner future. And we also need to do our own research and be really discerning consumers, especially when it comes to our personal care and beauty products. So while this industry remains a bit like the Wild West in this regulatory vacuum There are some people who have taken it upon themselves to step forward and talk about what clean beauty means to them. For instance, Goop, founded and run by Gwyneth Paltrow, published a lengthy blog in 2023 that said clean means a product is free of ingredients linked to harmful health effects, which can range from hormone disruption and cancer to plain old skin irritation, as well as ecological impacts. Stella McCartney told Elle magazine Last year, that she thinks clean skincare is all a load of bollocks. That's not good for people who <laughs> I don't really know what bollocks means, but I know that when a Brit says it, that it's not good. Um, I think it means like bullshit. Okay, anyway, back. And would never use the term, she says. She says instead, she likes to call her products skincare with a clean conscious. I like that. I really like that. So I started with an app called Think Dirty, and it highlights vegan, gluten-free, paraben-free, and cruelty-free products. It highlights women-owned businesses, low-waste, envirom- environmentally-friendly brands. It highlights FDA-recalled products. It highlights Health Canada-approved products. It highlights scent-free skincare and talc-free makeup and it covers everything from sun protection to baby products to makeup and household cleaning uh, products. Some other apps that are out there that you can look at, other than just Think Dirty, um, is Cosmetics. Cosmetics, yeah, C O S M E T H I C S. It's a European app that analyzes a product when you scan the barcode and you get the results back in just a matter of seconds there's also detox me so it's detox me it's also free and it uses research to help reduce a consumer's exposure to potentially harmful chemicals in all household products including beauty there's also chemical maze helps sort of uh Helps you find your way through some of these really crazy names of these chemicals and discern which ones are really the ones that are possibly uh, having negative side effects um, for you. There's also Code Check. In this one, I really love when you can just take a picture of the barcode. You know, scan the barcode essentially on your iPhone, and it will it will tell you whether or not there are harmful chemicals in that product. So those are just a few. And and back to Think Dirty, last time I looked, it had 2.1 million products in its system that had been vetted on various levels. You can search your product by name or barcode there or by ingredient, actually. And what I noticed when I first did this um audit of my, you know, drawers and cabinets was that I couldn't find a list of ingredients or a barcode, which is so disturbing. They make it really challenging to do the work, but really do it anyway. And there's also, you can find a lot of information, including a list of chemicals of concern on safecosmetics.org. So just to close this out, I'm going to throw out some of the clean beauty companies that I have tried and tested over the last... 16 to 18 months I guess it would be and then I'm going to drop into that checklist all of my favorites with very specifics like which brow liners I love which ones not so much lipsticks thumbs up thumbs down uh everything really I think I've tried everything and given a little thumbs up and thumbs down um so I'm going to put those in there for you and so some of those brands include ilia Kosas with a K, Honest Beauty by Jessica Alba, uh House Labs by Lady Gaga, Osea Malibu, Beauty Counter, uh True Botanicals, uh, Drunk Elephant, Biosense. I love Biosense, uh, Tarte, a little bit here and there. Wander is wonderful. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. EXA. And There's one that I actually just ordered this morning. I will put that in there. And that is for, that's really for skincare. And so I haven't tried it yet, but it's got a great story. So I am going to give that one a go as well. So that's really it. I hope that this hasn't completely terrified you, but has really informed you. And I want to really, really emphasize that there is from my perspective little to no compromise in terms of what you're getting the quality that you're getting some things may not last as long but you know some other companies do it a little bit better and they last longer you know in terms of absorbing into your skin maybe a little quicker because you're not putting these toxic silicones or what have you on your face so that nothing changes in 12 to 14 hours in terms of your makeup. Um, So very, very little compromise, if any at all, actually. And what's really important is that we keep ourselves healthy, because if we're not healthy, who gives a shit about how Uh, dry our skin is or how good you know our makeup has been applied like honestly I did not wear makeup at all during my cancer journey it didn't even cross my mind because your health has to be paramount and that's what this is all about this is about not compromising your health to look good you don't have to compromise your health to look good and you shouldn't and This is just me really advocating for this movement. Become a part of it if you want to. There's so much uh, that you can do in terms of promoting legislation. I know that there's a lot of information on Beauty Counter about what's going on in Congress. There's a lot of information on Credo. Credo even has storefronts now. I know that they have one on Newbury Street in Boston. These companies are really pushing to advocate for Is women, not just women's health, but everyone's health across the board. Um, I encourage you to get informed, to be your own advocates, to spread the word among your friends and family. And again, if you're so moved, to become a part of this movement. I hope that did the opposite of give you any anxiety about what you're using right now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to go into the show notes and download that clean beauty checklist so you have something to reference and I hope you enroll in the body reboot as well. It is such a profound experience. I have been working so hard to curate so much content that I think will be really life changing for everyone who goes through that eight week experience. Don't forget to rate, like, and follow this podcast. And I can't wait to see you in episode 29. So that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Perfectly Panic podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you really liked it, I would love a review to help expose our show to as many listeners in need of support as possible. And remember, you are not alone and we're in this together. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>